Welcome to the Emotional Balance Sheet, the go-to podcast for parents with multiple kids, especially those with twins, triplets, or more, who are navigating the maze of modern family life and personal finance. Whether you're overwhelmed by education or retirement planning, parenting dilemmas, career transitions, or trying to define your purpose and plan, we're here to guide you with empathy, encouragement, and expertise. Hosted by Paul Fenner, founder of Tama Capital, a certified financial planner and parent to four kids, including a set of triplets, our podcast is your ally in the quest for financial peace of mind, proving that money matters, but family comes first. Subscribe now and join our community of empowered parents at TamaCapital.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Tama may retain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. What does comprehensive financial planning even mean? At Tama Capital, it means a family office where lifestyle planning such as retirement, college, portfolio management, tax prep and planning, all are under one umbrella. But it goes beyond numbers. We focus as much on the emotional side of financial planning as we do on the financial side. We get you. We understand your challenges of building a family, business or career, and a healthy life. We are devoted to wealth planning for families like yours because we are you. Learn how our family can help your family by visiting TamaCapital.com. This week, I want to talk about how you can optimize your spending to increase your happiness. Many people think having money and the ability to buy whatever they want will make them happier. But in reality, it's how you spend your money that has a greater impact on your happiness. Research has shown that once you obtain a certain income level, and most studies peg this around 75000 a year, your level of happiness does not change that much. You've likely heard the expression, spend money on experiences, not things. As more research is done on the correlation between what we buy and how happy it makes us, the data points to this expression being very true. When my kids were growing up, I would often see them play with their toys. And within 30 minutes of playing with something new, they were already moving on to something else. Now that they're older, I can't get them off of a very expensive toy such as an iPhone or an iPad. When we're about ready to donate toys, I remember my, my triplets plus one would suddenly take an interest in a little toy again. Adults aren't much different when it comes to this aspect of ownership. When was the last time you tried cleaning out your garage or your closet? When's the last time you really wore that outfit? Or where, when was the last time you really needed that, that device or tool? There's a romance of ownership that is likely higher than actually owning the item itself. The new house, car, or clothes lose their luster, sometimes within three to six months of ownership. 
And I don't know about you, but that can be a very expensive feeling for a new house or a car. To take this spending conversation further, imagine being a millionaire living around people with many more millions than you. How do you believe that would impact your spending patterns or habits? In absolute terms, you would be in the top 1%, but in relative terms, you may feel like you're in the bottom 1%. This can lead to that classic keeping up with the Joneses effect, which can, be, which can increase bad spending habits as you acquire the newest, newest goods and become actually less happy. I'll put a uh, link in the show notes on this episode with an article on this very topic. So instead of focusing on how to acquire everything you want, I wanted to talk about a few ideas on how you can optimize your spending and increase your happiness. So number one, don't just spend money on things or experiences. Spend your money on what creates or helps support what you value most in life. This can mean spending it on people, causes, charities, or building something you want to be in your life for a long time. Number two, money can help you design the life you want. But setting aside time to give real thought to what you want your life to be is a critical first step in determining how to optimize your spending habits. Whether financial or not, life objectives can help you resist spontaneous purchases that can provide a quick adrenaline boost that will likely make you unhappier in the long run. And three, as I just mentioned, fight the keeping up with the Joneses effect by maintaining a meaningful life and a financial plan customized for your purpose and objectives. Now, I understand that this could be easier said than done. It's one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of social media, where you get everybody's human highlight reel. But it can be done. Remember, you don't know anything about your neighbor's or friend's financial situation, obviously, unless they share it with them. So run your own race. When we mismanage our money or our spending patterns go awry, we can actually feel physically sick and broke. How you spend your money and your physical health can have a strong correlation. When you spend money in a way that that serves the purposes you intend it for, you create happiness as well as financial stability. So how do we bring this all together? One aspect or secret to happiness can be found through strategic spending. Not just spending on possessions or experiences, but instead on what truly holds purpose in your life. It's not about how much money you have, but how you spend it that significantly affects your happiness. Research, as I mentioned, and you can find this in the show notes as well, supports the idea that spending money on experiences rather than things leads to greater happiness. As the novelty of new purchases tends to fade quickly. 
Additionally, trying to keep up with wealthier peers, even if you're relatively well off, can lead to dissatisfaction and unhealthy spending habits. To increase your happiness and financial stability, align your spending with your purpose and long-term life objectives. This might involve investing in people, causes, and long-term projects that you care most about. If you've enjoyed this conversation, could you do me a favor? Do you know anyone else who would enjoy these types of conversations where we talk about the intersections of our emotional and financial lives? Because if you do, it's actually going to help both of us. Could you share this conversation with someone? They will think you're great because you just gave them this terrific podcast and it helps me grow my audience. Or you can tell them to go to TamaCapital.com. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Emotional Balance Sheet Podcast. Please visit TamaCapital.com to subscribe to this podcast or to connect with certified financial planner and registered investment advisor, Paul Fenner of Tama Capital. And please join us again next time on the Emotional Balance Sheet Podcast.